0: APU, American Public University is proud to present Leading Forward. Welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, Candice Boyd-Wyatt. The goal of this podcast is to highlight our local heroes in our community who are champions of important issues affecting us on a national and international scale. So today we're going to add to that very important discussion regarding the importance of creating, executing, and leading a clear vision as you pursue your dreams. So today I am so fortunate to have as my guest Taisha L. White, Esquire. She is the author of the book, I Didn't Leave Because of You. And it's a children's book that focuses on the absence of a parent. So, Taisha is a litigation attorney in Washington, D.C., where she graduated cum laude from Howard University School of Law. She grew up in Rocky Mount, North Carolina, and is the only child of a loving and devoted single mother who encouraged her creativity and her gift for poetry. So, Taisha, welcome to the podcast, and thank you for joining me.
1: Oh, thank you. I am delighted to be here to speak with you and your listeners. So thanks again for having me.
0: All right. Well, wonderful. I am so glad that you're here. So let's start the conversation. There are so many critical conversations happening today that address issues surrounding self-publishing or trying to actually become an author. So can you talk about your journey and about yourself and why this topic is so
1: dear to your heart? Absolutely. So I started writing poetry as a child, and I grew up in a daycare. Uh, My mother started her career as a daycare teacher. And my task as an older kid there would be to read stories to the two year olds. And so just the love of poetry and children's books started very early in my life. Um, I actually had written a very complex poem in middle school about some trees as part of a school assignment. And then I never got that poem back. (laughs) So that kind of led me to wondering, huh, well, what happens when you write something and how do you protect it? And so in undergrad, I kind of asked one of my uh, professors about that and she introduced me to the term copyright. So I knew then, oh, I want to go to law school and I want to pursue copyright protection because I had learned a lot of stories of people that had done creative things and then kind of had their work stolen. So that's kind of just the beginning journey. As I was about to turn 30, I decided to do a 35 by 35 list. So this was the things that I was going to accomplish by the time I turned 35 and Out of the blue, I just was like, I'm going to write a peer, write a children's book. I had no plan for a book. That wasn't even a thing. And the very last item that I put was to reconnect with my father on that list. And lo and behold, those two things kind of came together. And I had a chance to reconnect with my father after he was diagnosed with thyroid cancer and a really really take care of him and spend deeper time with him without some of those barriers. And I think a day or so after his passing the current book, I didn't leave because of you, the structure came to my mind And then I was able to write that book as part of my grieving process. And when it was done, I knew I had to do something with it. And I kind of painted a little bit and knew I didn't want to go the traditional route of a a literary agent, then a publisher, and then they're going to have control. And so that's when I started researching self-publishing. And so as you, I'm sure, know, the world has opened up in so many areas and we no longer have to go through the traditional routes to get our products or ideas out there. So yeah, self-publishing is a way for me to express emotions as well as to maintain creative control over my work, and it can allow me to also have some intellectual property rights, which is something I felt was missing as a child uh, when I wrote that poem years ago.
0: It's amazing how something that you did years ago is connecting now in so many ways. So can you talk about maybe some of the challenges that you encountered when trying to self-publish?
1: Sure. Well, the first is where to even start, There's so much information out there and there's so many different ways to actually self-publish. And so that was one of the the biggest struggles that I had is just like, how do I get started? Um, And so I was fortunate enough to be able to find a company called Mascot Books, which is, I think of it more like a hybrid self-publishing opportunity where you don't have to have a literary agent to get to this publishing company. Um, You know, you can just, reach out to them directly by the internet and send them your manuscript idea. And then they would either tell you, yeah, I think that this is something you should move forward with or not. And so once I found that, I felt more secure. But other challenges, I think just were, there were other companies that like had just so many different ways to nickel and dime you in self-publishing. So just weeding through that to get to the type of self-publishing that worked for me was a challenge. And then the biggest challenge really is with self-publishing is that the marketing is completely on your shoulders. And so marketing is what sells books. It doesn't matter how great the book is. I think somebody explained it to me this way. A well-marketed book is going to sell better than a well-written book. So that has been part of my journey. And I didn't have that as a basis when I did the first book, because you really start marketing a book before it's even completely created. And so I am now working on my second self-published book, and I am working on an an aggressive social media marketing campaign and just trying to figure this out. But it's very challenging to figure out the marketing as a self-published author.
0: I like what you said, a well-marketed book will sell better than a well-written book. So that's a piece of knowledge for everyone. Thank you so much. And we will be back after this very important message. At American Public University, we believe higher education is not one size fits all. That's why we offer 200 modern programs that build on your knowledge and fit your schedule. Because we believe universities should adapt to the needs of students. Not the other way around. American Public University, within reach, without limits. Online classes start every month. Learn more at AmericanPublicU.com. Welcome back. Today we are speaking with Taisha White about how to self publish. Let's talk about youth for a second, because I I know that's a broadening field when it comes to self-publishing. So how do you communicate
1: self-publishing or the concept to youth? I've been fortunate enough to have the opportunity to read the book to larger audience of young people. So when I first got the book in hand, I was able to read it in a summer reading program in my hometown to lots of kids. And and of course, you know, it's not every day that students get to hear a book from the author and they always want to know, well, how'd you do that? So whenever I have the chance to speak with children, I do incorporate some know-how or just a little bit of wisdom behind the book and how I was able to create it. I also have these amazingly beautiful godchildren who were able to read this book when it was in a draft illustration form. And one of the sweetest things that they did was to then decide to write their own book. So I think it's a great way to encourage children to read is by... Having them write a book and just like going through the process, even if they don't ultimately publish it. So I just I think it's really just the exposure of having children speak to self-published authors.
0: I think that's really great. And I, I go back to the imagery that you you talked about at the beginning of our, our podcast, where you read to youth when you were a youth. And so now you're continuing that thread that even as an adult and a published author, you still communicate to youth as well. And I'm sure this is a topic that resonates with so many on so many levels. So here at American Public University, we have a large number of students in the School of Business. You mentioned earlier that the world of self-publishing is changing. How do you use some best academic practices and theories to define the best strategy on just how to self-publish and how to be more mindful of the world of self-publishing?
1: Yes. So there's a lot that I'm still learning in terms of academic practices. I would really like to have more marketing education. I think that that's something that if you're going to do self-publishing, you really do want to think about the marketing aspect. And then I think there are business aspects to self-publishing. So I do have an LLC. It's called Taisha White Books LLC. And so the ability to know how to set up a business entity, of course, there are taxation issues to keep in mind. There are contracting things to keep in mind as I uh, have a contract with the illustrator that I'm currently working with. There's also a contract with mascot books. So there's definitely a lot of business savvy that goes into being a self-author.
0: Yeah, I could imagine. I I know it is probably a long journey, but it's something that you've accomplished. So I think that's that's something definitely to be proud of. In general, do you think that every
1: person possesses the skills to create and self-publish? I will say I think that pretty much any book can be written. So yes, I think anybody that has the ability to read and write can put together a book, I think the business savvy is going to come in, though, with actually selling the book. So I do think that now pretty much anybody can can write a C-Spot Run book and and you can use various freelance programs to help you get the book illustrated and written and and printed. But the rub and really choosing self-publishing as a career form is much more business savvy. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So
0: I know that there are some naysayers that say that you know, the world is becoming more digitized and more technology savvy. And having an actual book in your hand is going to become a thing of the past, and it's going to be replaced by ebooks. So what are some things that you think about when you want to ensure that self-publishing is not just a short-term goal, but a long-term way to promote the arts?
1: I actually view technology as really opening things up. I don't review technology as bad. So even as a self-published author, you can get into the digital space. And I think that there's going to be a lot of room there. So like whenever I do a, a self-published book, I always have an ebook and a digital copy. And I think for me, I really want to move next into animation. And I think that the ability to do that is just truly opening up things to technology. So... I I think that the arts really do help us process our humanity. And I think especially as we become much more technical, I do think that people are starting to worry about the loss of humanity and how we connect as human beings. And I think that that's really going to be through artistic and creative expression. It's not going to be through a robot. And I think even you'll see the technology will do its best to try to incorporate that creativity and that artistic expression.
0: I like what you said, that arts help express our humanity on so many levels. So I think that's really something that resonates with me pro- and probably the listeners as well. You mentioned earlier you had like a bucket list, like 35 things you wanted to do by age 35. So then how do you distinguish between personal goals and self-publishing goals? Or are they one and the same?
1: Yeah, this is a it's a tough one. I think I would say for personal goals for me are not based on monetary things. So I, you know, I really want to write books that help facilitate the parent-child relationship. Ultimately, I want the first book I didn't leave because of you to become obsolete, just because it's not as big of an issue in our communities, because people have figured out a, a way to really be better at human interactions and in their relationships and to kind of think through some of the issues that I talk about that lead to abandonment. So personal goals really have to do more so with the legacy that I want to leave behind, the message that I want my books to convey. And then the self-publishing goals have to do more so with just like business things that I want to accomplish. So I, you know, I want to have multiple self-published books. I'd like to be on a top seller, a, a top booksellers list. I actually ultimately, I think, want to move into the space, like I said, with animations. I do think with technology, I think that more is going to be required in terms of writing books. I think the push for books to come to life will be there. So I really would like to find a way to get a little bit more into the ways in which technology and literary artistic things can kind of come together.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. I like what you said that the whole literary piece is going to continue to evolve. Yeah. I can definitely see that animation will become a large part of self-publishing as we move forward, as more people acquire that skill set. As we start to wrap up, what are some resources that you have used or provided in the past to help individuals become more aware of the importance of self-publishing?
1: Yep. So that's actually something that I'm very much so focused on in the last quarter of 2020 and as I go now fully into 2021 is using social media as my platform. And so I've been working with a digital marketer who is constantly on my case about putting myself out there. And one of the things that he wants me to talk about more is self publishing. So recently I've done a series of social media based videos to just where I'm sharing my tips for the writing process, my tips for how to find an illustrator, I am going to start sharing the process of bringing the second book to life with the audience as we go along. So just yesterday I posted just kind of where I am with the book using a PowerPoint and the sketches that I have and was able to kind of just put the text in a PowerPoint uh, slideshow. So I I think social media really is the way I'm also working on a interactive, I guess it's kind of like a podcast slash podcast. I don't know, social media app called Clubhouse, and I'm trying to do a room with other self-published children's books authors to just kind of form a community where we help each other grow and push each other to the next level in, in self-publishing.
0: I think that's half the battle is just sharing knowledge. And as things continue to evolve, just being open to trying new things and new ways of getting your message to people. Thank you so much for sharing your expertise and your perspective on self-publishing. And thank you again for joining me for today's episode and podcast. The pleasure is all mine. Thank you so much for having me again. All right. Thank you so much, Taisha, And also thank you to our listeners for joining us. As a reminder, you can learn more about these topics by signing up for American Public Universities bi-monthly newsletter. So, until our next podcast, be well and be safe. For more information about our university, visit us at studyatapu.com. APU, American Public University.